ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد Today then the chapter we begin with is Dua Al-Istikharah The Dua of Al-Istikharah And that is as everybody knows When you make the Dua, the prayer Seeking guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala On a choice or some issue that you are considering al-hadith huna an du'a al-istikhara alladhi yustahabbu lil-muslimi an yaqulahu idha hamma bifi'il amr la yadri aqibatahu wa la ya'rifu ma'alah so when a person is uncertain about an affair and what the consequences of that affair may be, what the end results of that affair may be, and a person isn't sure, isn't able to make a definitive decision in understanding what's going to happen, so he has a level of confusion and isn't sure whether to do that particular thing or not, so then you make this dua, dua al-istikhara. And it's mentioned in the hadith of Jabir ibn Abdullah. Radiyallahu anhuma qal. In the hadith of Jabir ibn Abdullah. That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi Well, that he himself said. Kana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. يعلمنا الاستخارة في الأمور كلها كما يعلمنا السورة من القرآن that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to teach us استخارة just like he used to teach us a surah from the Quran that he used to teach us the استخارة in all of our affairs, just like he used to teach us a surah of the Qur'an, and he would say, إِذَا هَمَّ أَحَدُكُمْ بِالْأَمْرِ That if one of you is concerned about an affair, you're concerned about something, then فَلْيَرْكَعْ مِنْ غَيْرِ الْفَرِيضَةِ Then pray two raka'at prayer. Not the obligatory prayers, a separate supererogatory prayer. Pray two raka'at prayer. ثُمَّ yaqul Then say, اللَّهُمَّ إِنِّي أَسْتَخِيرُكَ بِعِلْمِكَ وَأَسْتَقْدِرُكَ بِقُدْرَتِكَ 
وأسألك من فضلك العظيم فإنك تقدر ولا أقدر وتعلم ولا أعلم وأنت علام الغيوب اللهم إن كنت تعلم أن هذا الأمر خير لي في ديني ومعاشي وعاقبة أمري أو قال عاجل أمري وآجله فاقدره لي ويسره لي ثم بارك لي فيه وإن كنت تعلم أن هذا الأمر شر لي في ديني ومعاشي وعاقبة أمري أو قال عاجل أمري وآجله فاصرفه عني واصرفني عنه واقدر لي الخير حيث كان ثم أرضني به قال ويسمي حاجته So this is the dua that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informed us of the explanation of that we're gonna come to it in a moment the translation and the meaning of this dua that you read for istikhara we're going to come to that in one moment the shaykh says though this is a tremendous dua that the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informed us of to supplicate with in this situation a situation where a muslim doesn't know whether a certain affair is good for him whether he should do it or not so you make this dua to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asking for guidance in that affair because you don't know whether that affair will have goodness in it for you or badness هو عوض لأمة الإسلام عما كان عليه أهل الجاهلية من زجر الطير والاستقسام بالأزلام In Jahiliyyah previously they used to believe in omens so whenever there was an issue they weren't sure of they would go and do their omens superstitions they would go and throw a rock into a tree for example and if the birds flew out to the right hand side that meant good luck go and do what you want to do but if the birds flew out to the left hand side they would say that's bad luck don't do what you are planning to do so they used to have these omens and these suspicions but al-islam replaced those omens and those suspicions replaced them with this dua that we make to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala قال ابن القيم رحمه الله ابن القيم رحمه الله تعالى said وعوضهم بهذا الدعاء الذي هو توحيد وافتقار وعبودية وتوكل that Allah سبحانه وتعالى substituted for us from those suspicions and omens التطير that they used to do Allah substituted all of that and gave us this dua instead this dua which is tawheed and worship to Allah 
and shows our poverty before our Lord needing guidance from Allah for that which is good for us. عوضهم بهذا الدعاء الذي هو توحيد وافتقار وعبودية وتوكل وسؤال لمن بيده الخير كله الذي لا يأتي بالحسنات إلا هو ولا يصرف السيئات إلا هو الذي إذا فتح لعبده رحمة لم يستطع أحد حبسها عنه وإذا أمسكها لم يستطع أحد إرسالها إليه من التطير والتنجيم واختيار الطالع ونحوه فهذا الدعاء هو الطالع الميمون السعيد طالع أهل السعادة والتوفيق الذين سبقت لهم من الله الحسنى لا طالع أهل الشرك والشقاء والخذلان الذين يجعلون مع الله إلها آخر فسوف يعلمون Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala he says so Allah substituted for the Muslims this dua which is of tawheed and worship to Allah and demonstrating your poverty before your Lord and putting your trust in Allah because you are asking Allah the one who controls all of the goodness you are asking of Allah the one who controls all of the goodness, the one who comes, brings all of that goodness and cannot remove the harm except he. Nobody else can bring the goodness to you except Allah. And nobody else can remove the harm except Allah. The one, i.e. Allah, if he opens up a door of mercy to his servant, then nobody can prevent that mercy from that servant. And if Allah holds back that mercy, then nobody can uh, bring that forth to that person. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one with the control of all of the affairs and all of the goodness, that is how you make your dua to Allah instead of uh, the omens and the suspicions and the stars and the constellations and the various types of haram that the people of Jahiliyyah used to do before that. So what does it mean then? Dua istikhara. What does it mean in the narration it says? إِذَا هَمَّ أَحَدُكُمْ بِالْأَمْرِ If one of you is concerned and worried about an affair, أي من الأمور التي لا يدري ما عاقبتها مثل السفر والزواج أو نحو ذلك ولا استخارة في فعل الواجب أو ترك المحرم So استخارة is done in an affair where you don't know what the end result or the consequences of that affair will be. You don't know whether goodness is going to come out of it, benefit is going to come out of it, or bad. For example, a journey, should you go on a particular journey to somewhere, you're not sure, is it going to be safe, is it going to be good for you, will there be benefit from that journey, you're not sure whether to go on it or not. You could make istikhara regarding whether you should go out on this particular journey to this place or not. 
Marriage, for example, you're not sure whether to marry a particular person. Is it going to be good or not? You can make istikhara. But remember, istikhara is only in those types of affairs which are not obligations in the first place. And are not haram in the first place. You cannot make istikhara asking Allah, should I do X, Y, and Z, which is an obligation in the first place. Because if it's an obligation in the first place, already you know you have to do it. You can't make istikhara on that. And something which is haram, you can't make istikhara on that. Can you do it or not? It's already haram, forbidden. So istikhara is only an affairs where it's not an obligation already anyway, and it's not haram already anyway. It's from the affairs that you have a choice in, you're not sure whether it's going to be good for you or not. So then what do you do? So then the Prophet said that person needs to pray a two-raka'a prayer outside of the obligatory prayers. A two-raka'a prayer outside of the obligatory prayers. وَذَلِكَ لِتَكُونَ صَلَاتُهُ مِفْتَاحًا لَهُ لِنَيْلِ الْخَيْرِ So that when you make this dua, you are opening up this worship with prayer. And that is a means for your dua to be accepted. You're going to make this dua regarding this particular issue. So you open up that act of worship of making the dua with this tremendous act of worship of prayer. Prayer and then onto the dua. So it is a, an excellent key or opening into achieving the goodness. وَسَبَبًا لِإِجَابَةِ مَطْلُوبِهِ وَتَحْقِيقِ مَرْغُوبِهِ And that prayer is a means of achieving the outcome, the goodness that you are asking for. وَلَمْ يَأْتِ فِي شَيْءٍ مِنْ طَرُقِ الْحَدِيثِ تَعْيِينَ قِرَاءَةْ مُعَيَّنَ مِنْ آيِ الْقُرْآنِ أَوْ سُورَةِ أَوْ سُوَرِهِ لِتُقْرَأْ فِي هَذِهِ الصَّلَاةِ there is no evidence indicating that you have to read any particular chapters of the Qur'an in these two raka'at before the istikhara. There is no evidence saying you got to read Surah Al-Ikhlas or, or, or Ayatul Kursi or anything particular in those two raka'at before your istikhara. There is nothing mentioning any specific recitation. Therefore, in the two raka'at that you pray, you can read whatever is easy for you to read. Whatever you have memorized and is easy for you to read, you can select from that and read in that two raka'a prayer. Then, after you've prayed your two raka'at, then you say, what does that mean there? Does it mean after you finished your two raka'at and given the salam, then you make this dua of al-istikhara. Or like we were discussing before, does it mean at the end of the prayer, before you give your salam, you make this dua of al-istikhara? Before? After? ظاهره 
أن الدعاء يكون بعد الفراغ من الصلاة بعد أن يسلم What is apparent from the narration is that the dua al-istikhara is after finishing the two raka'at. Giving the salam, finishing the prayer, then making the dua al-istikhara. ويحتمل أن ذلك قبل السلام أي بعد الفراغ من الأذكار ودعائها والأولى الأول أن يكون الدعاء بعد السلام والأفضل أن يرفع يديه عند الدعاء لأن رفعهما من أسباب إجابة الدعاء It is possible and feasible to say that the meaning of it is to do the dua al-istikhara in the prayer before the final salam it is possible and feasible to say that as an explanation. However, the Sheikh says what appears to be better is that you finish the prayer, give the salam, then do your dua after the prayer. And raise your hands. In that one, raise your hands. Normally, after the prayer, if you do a dua, it's not raising the hands and making a dua after the prayer normally. But for istikhara, when you finish the prayer, after the prayer you give the salam, then after the prayer raise your hands and make the dua al-istikhara. Because that is from the means of having your dua answered. وَمَنْ كَانَ لَا يَحْفَظُ الدُّعَى وَقَرَأَ مِنْ كِتَابٍ فَلَا حَرَجَ عَلَيْهِ what if a person has not memorized this dua of al-istikhara? Then in that case, you pray your two raka'at, give the salam, and then do your istikhara, reading it from a book, paper. You can read it after the prayer. Read that dua of al-istikhara from a book then. وَعَلَيْهِ أَنْ يَجْتَهِدَ فِي إِحْضَارِ قَلْبِهِ وَالْخُشُوعِ لِلَّهِ وَصِدْقِ فِي الدُّعَاءِ and you need to have absolute striving and focus and truthfulness in that dua when you are making it genuine dua, seeking guidance from Allah. You need to have your mind focused in that dua. Have your mind focused in that dua. Have your mind and heart set into that dua when you're making it genuine and sincere and pure in seeking that guidance from Allah. وَالتَّأَمُّلْ فِي مَعَانِي هَذَا الدُّعَاءِ الْعَظِيمِ And the dua al-istikhara, you're supposed to know what it means. Don't just be making that dua, reading the Arabic and you don't even know what it means. You're asking Allah for guidance in an affair that is important to you. So understand the meanings of the dua. Make sure you understand the meanings of the dua al-istikhara. So that when you're reading that dua of al-istikhara, you know what you're actually saying. وَمَنْ لَمْ يَكُنْ حَافِظًا لِلْدُعَاءِ وَلَيْسَ بِحَضْرَتِهِ كِتَابٌ وَاحْتَاجَ إِلَى الْإِسْتِخَارَ فَإِنَّهُ يُصَلِّ رَكَعَتَيْنِ وَيَدْعُوا بِمَا تَيَسَّرَ لَهُ مِنْ مَعَانِ الطَّلَبِ الْخِيرَةِ What if a person needs to make istikhara? is an urgent matter. He needs to make the istikhara, but he hasn't memorized it and he hasn't got the book with him now to read it. Hmm? 
He doesn't know any du'a, so what's he going to do? So if a person needs to urgently make istikhara about something and he doesn't know the du'a, doesn't have access to it, even though these days that's very rare for most people, as long as you got a phone, you got access. Straight away you search it and the du'a comes up. It's very simple. But let's say somebody didn't have access and they needed to make the istikhara and they don't know it and they don't have the book or anything. Then the shaykh says, you pray a turaka'at and then you make a general dua asking for guidance. You make a general dua asking for guidance in this particular affair if you haven't memorized the actual dua. The actual dua now though, and the meanings of it, Allahumma inni astakhiruka bi'ilmika. That, oh Allah, I ask you regarding this choice, I ask you by your knowledge regarding this choice. I ask you regarding this that you choose for me the best of the affairs and the most guided of the affairs upon your knowledge that encompasses everything. I ask of you to choose for me, to guide me towards the best action to do, the most proper and appropriate and most guided and best action to do upon your knowledge that encompasses everything you know. So I ask you to guide me to the best action. وَأَسْتَقْدِرُكَ بِقُدْرَتِكَ أَيْ أَطْلُبُ مِنْكَ أَنْ تَقْدِرُنِي عَلَيْهِ بِقُدْرَتِكَ أَنْ تَقْدِرُنِي عَلَيْهِ بِقُدْرَتِكَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ That I ask you that you make me able to do that thing then which is in goodness for me. That goodness that I ask of you to choose for me and to lead me upon, guide me upon, that I have the ability to then carry that out and to go upon that path and to execute that affair. وَأَسْأَلُكَ مِنْ فَضْلِكَ الْعَظِيمِ And I ask of you from your great virtue, أَيْ أَطْلُبُ مِنْكَ يَا اللَّهِ أَنْ تُكْرِمَنِي بِفَضْلِكَ وَتَمُنَّ عَلَيَّ بِعَطَائِكَ that I ask of you, Allah, that you ennoble me with your virtue and you bestow upon me from your endowment, from your giving. Because you, O oh Allah, are the one who gives that virtue and blessing to the people alone. No partners with you. Because you are the one who is able, I am not. You are the one who knows and I do not. And you are the one who has knowledge of all of the unseen. So, this is indicating how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the one that has knowledge of all of the affairs and everything that is to happen. So He is the one you are now asking for guidance. If this is good for me, is this good for me, should I execute this affair, traverse upon this affair, 
You are asking Allah and saying, you are the one with all of the knowledge and the ability. I don't have the ability, I don't have the knowledge. You are the one with that knowledge, knowledge of everything, knowledge of the unseen. You are the one with that ability, so guide me to that which is best for me and give me the ability to traverse upon that. Allahumma in kunta ta'alamu anna hadha al-amr. Then you say, oh Allah, if you know that this particular affair is khayrun li, good for me, in my religion and in my worldly affairs, my living, and in my end results, what's going to happen from it, if you know that all of this is good for me, and you mention what it is, at this part of the dua, you insert whatever your issue is. Oh Allah, if you know that this affair, and then you mention what this affair is, you mention what your affair is, that you're asking about marriage, some journey, some travel, whatever it might be, you then mention that at this point of the dua, that, oh Allah, if you know that this particular affair, whatever it is, say it. If you know that it's good for me, in my religion, in my, my life, and it will bring a good result from it to do this thing. And in one version of the hadith it mentions, instead of saying that, you say, If you know this is good for me now and later. If it is good for me now and good for me in the long run, if it is something good for me now and good for my afterlife, then Then make that decreed for me and make it easy for me to do. If that is something good for me in my life and in the afterlife now and in the future, then decree that for me and make it easy for me to do. Decree that for me and make it easy for me to do. Then, Then, bless it for me. Decree that for me then, allow me to go upon that and do it, and bless me in it then. Bless me in that affair. وَإِن كُنْتَ تَعْلَمَنَّ هَذَا الْأَمْرِ شَرٌ لِي and then you also say, but if you know that this particular affair is bad for me, you know that this particular affair is bad for me, then in that case, decree it away from me. Don't allow me to traverse upon this way. Keep that away from me in that case, to that which is better. فِيهِ سُؤَالُ اللَّهِ أَنْ يَصْرِفَ هَذَا الْأَمْرِ عَنْ بَالِهِ وَأَنْ يُبَاعِدَ بَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَهُ وَأَنْ يَكْتُبَ لَهُ الْخَيْرَ حَيْثُ كَانْ وَأَنْ يَرْزُقَهُ الرِّضَى بِمَا قَصَّمَ اللَّهُ مِنْ وُجُودِ ذَلِكَ الْأَمْرِ إِنْ وُجِدَ أَوْ عَدَمِهِ إِنْ عِدِمَ وَالْخَيْرُ فِيمَا يَخْتَارُهُ اللَّهُ وَالتَّوْفِيقُ بِيَدِهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَهُوَ الْهَادِي وَحْدَهُ إِلَى سَوَاءِ السَّبِيلِ So then you ask Allah if this is not good for me then separate it away from me distance me away from this affair Keep me away from this affair and bless me with that which is better. And then be pleased with that. Be content with that knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guide you upon what is best for you. Make easy for you that which is good for you. Decree away from you that which is difficult or wrong and evil in it for you. 
So this is the dua that you make when a person is concerned about something, worried about something, not sure how to go about doing something, what to do, what not to do, whether to do something or not. So then you make this dua asking Allah to guide you to the goodness and to keep you away from that which is badness for you. It doesn't make a difference in the Arabic language if you were doing it like that. And you mention the Amr, and that makes complete sense in the Arabic language. If you remove it and go straight on to mentioning your thing, that makes sense in the Arabic language. Either way, it's grammatically correct making the dua. You can mention هذا الأمر وهو and that is X, Y, and Z. Or taking that out and going straight to the affair. إن كنت تعلم أن and then straight on to whatever the issue is, that's completely correct in terms of the wording, in terms of how it's said. So that is al-istikhara. Any other questions on that? Hmm. What do you mean, found the job? You've been given a job. You've got the job. And you've accepted the job. It's possible. Because the dua you're making there now is, you've got this job, you've accepted it, and you're, you're going to traverse upon this job. But you're making the dua asking Allah the same type of thing, that if it's goodness for you to make that easy for you to go upon it then, if it's not, then still take it away and stop it. So it may be that you've now got the job and you're going to go on to do, do this job, that's your plan. You're asking Allah still regarding it. If it's good for you, then decree it and allow it to work out. If it's not, then take you away from it. There is evidence to indicate that. It can be done several times. You've got a particular issue you're concerned about. You can make the dua later on. Uh, you still don't have an understanding of what to do, whether to do it or not. You can make the dua again. Istikhara can be made multiple times. So you make istikhara. You make istikhara, you're not sure whether to spend 10 grand on getting that new car. So you make istikhara about it, and then you have a dream you're driving the car with the window down and the shades on. Huh? So, does the dream happen? The idea that if you make istikhara about something, that you'll have a dream, and in that dream you'll see what you're supposed to do, that is not established as a definite. It's possible you may have some type of dream or you see something in your sleep. Maybe. But that isn't a given. That isn't istikhara. You do istikhara, then you'll definitely have a dream and you know what to do. Doesn't work like that. Istikhara, you make it afterwards. There may be indicators because you're asking Allah in the dua if it's good for me, then make it easy for me. If it's not, then keep it away from me. So you're making dua about going on a particular journey somewhere. You're making dua about going on a particular journey somewhere. There's maybe some business opportunity and it's in another country. You're not sure, shall I go there, shall I not? It's going to be two weeks away. I don't know. You're not convinced, you're confused. Shall I take it up and go across there, do that or not? So you make istikhara. 
So then the next day, uh, when you're trying to go now, the flight gets canceled. You rebook it. They rebook it for you at the airport, but then they tell you the next day's flight is full. Then they rebook it for you the day after that, and you lose your passport. Then you get a new passport, and then you're going to go back to get another flight. Two days later, emergency passport. Two days later, you're going to go back, but now the train is canceled that day to get to the airport. All these things are happening. They are indicators. You could possibly view them as indicators. You know what? Actually, forget it. I'm not going to go there. Indicators. Otherwise, you may have indicators making the affair easy for you. I remember one time. I'll give you an example. I remember one time. Actually, the car example, I was going to go buy a car. One time, I was going to go buy a car from Birmingham, it was. And I was going to go on the train. Go buy the car, drive it back. So I made istikhara. Shall I go to the car? Is it good for me, etc.? made istikhara about this particular affair. And I bought the tickets online. And then you have to, uh, uh, if you don't have the app or certain tickets, you go pick them up from the machines in the train station. Put your card in and the tickets come out. So I made, and I've done that many times before. So I, I bought the tickets, made istikhara, then bought the tickets and everything. Next day I went to the station, or the night before. The night before I thought I'd go get the tickets early. Night before I drove to the station and uh, to get the tickets and I went. And the ticket machine in that station, they got rid of it. Ticket machine isn't there anymore. <coughs> so then I thought, okay, it's not a problem. The actual, this was another station close to my house. I thought the actual station where my train is going from is another station. They've got a ticket machine there anyway as well. In the morning, I'll just go early, get the ticket down, get on the train. Went there early that day to the, uh, that station. Ticket machine is there, but it's broken. So I can't get my ticket out. So then I spoke to them at the office. What do I do now? You know, it's, a, it's an online ticket. Uh, I've got no physical ticket. Uh, and the online email isn't the confirmation. You have to have a ticket there. Unless it's the app, which it wasn't. So then I said, what now? They said, you know what? Go on the train. You're still okay. You can go on the train. The conductor can look at the thing and he can, he can do the ticket for you like that as well. So then that was the last thing. I went on the train. But it worked. Simple. He did it on the train. The conductor, no problem, went. Got the car, alhamdulillah, it was all good. The car worked out good. It's long gone now, sold and everything. But it, it was all good, alhamdulillah. But imagine now if I got on the train too and the conductor said no. Can't do it like this. That, to be honest, in that situation would have been to me then, just go home then, forget it. You've gone to one station, the machine's gone. They've, they've stripped it, it's not there anymore. You go to the other station, it's not working. You get on the train, the conductor says no, I can't do it like this. All these now, you may think, are indicators then. That maybe, you know what, istikhara I made about this journey. Shall I go on this journey to Birmingham, get this car? Everything is stopping me from going on the journey. No ticket machine, ticket machine not working, conductor can't do it. Maybe like that. This is what could possibly occur. There may be indicators leading to or, or, or indicating whether you are to go ahead with that or not to go ahead with it, making it easy for you or making it not easy for you. But it's not a condition you have a dream. It's not a condition you make istikhara, you'll have a dream, yes, go marry that person or don't marry that person. It's not like that, so you shouldn't be expecting that.
that's yeah some of this it's mentioned because it's the istikhara is all about typically an affair whether you should do it or not it's not about red or blue red or blue you don't need to make istikhara red or blue you just sit down talk to your family talk to your wife and you decide what color you want to get you don't need to make any istikhara should i get red or blue the color that you decide amongst yourself you would do it you don't need to make istikhara on that but it's about the car maybe you're making istikhara not about the colors but you're about you know which which one's going to work out good for me so now in that case you can obviously you'll have some type of inclination to which one you want so you make dua to allah that it's the blue one you're really interested in you make dua about this blue car allah make it easy for me or, or if it's good for me don't make it easy if it's not good for me you make the dua upon that and then the next day you're gonna go for one of them you're gonna go see the two of them and you're gonna try and purchase one of them so you make your dua upon the one that you have the inclination towards next day you go do your thing look at the two cars and decide i'll give you another example there was one time another car it was a, a white bmw 3 series mashallah made istikhara shall i go by i never bought it in the end shall i go buy this car made istikhara and everything when i got there we were looking and we did the test drive and he turned the car on when he turned the car on there was a rattling noise coming from the engine big rattling noise like metal banging something so straight away with the brother i was with him he said alhamdulillah that's it there's your sign turn away go back home big rattling sound coming from the engine and i'd made the istikhara beforehand that happens now that's clear to you now you're not gonna buy this car so that's what it is you make your istikhara on an issue and then you go and do your thing so you could make the istikhara the blue one you go next to the blue one has all noises on it when you get there so then you know khalas, let me go get the red one then like that no you mention it mention it in the dua you mention it in the dua what it is why would somebody else make istikhara for you when you are the one in that issue in that concern then you make the istikhara for your affair you make the istikhara for your affair the other person can make dua for you general dua you make dua for a person allah make his affairs easy for him make this marriage good for him you make a dua for the person dua istikhara asking allah for guidance you do it for yourself no it's not like this you know, other people can make dua for you and this thing about going to the imam and he's going to make dua for you most of the people who do these types of things it's based upon false aqidah they're doing it with some type of belief of wasila and shafa'a and this big imam his dua will be a benefit for me and he's going to be able to do this for me and get my dua answered for me that type of thing has a corruption in aqidah what they do in the first place hmm. you can do it several times like we said and it may you may make the istikhara first time and you're still confused and you don't know what to do so you make the istikhara again and you may make it again until eventually then it becomes clear to you okay i'm gonna do this or that's what i'm gonna try and do it can be a few times sheikh bin baz mentioned it could be a few times you do the istikhara until your mind is now set okay let me go and do this torn between you <laughs> yeah but it's the same thing you're, you're uncertain i mean uncertain between the two and you can only marry one so 
there's always going to be, like we said, some inclination anyway. There's going to be some inclination. And because even if she makes istikhara now, for example, that uh, between the two of them, then the next day or the next week, who's she going to decide on? How, uh, it's the same istikhara you're making about this marriage. So if you have an inclination to a person, then you make the istikhara, this person, if he's good for me, if it works out, okay, it works out. If it doesn't, then the other one. So I don't know about uh, if this one is good for me or that one is good for me like that. I don't know. It's an issue, the issue of marriage. You could make an istikhara generally about marriage upon a particular person. And if that doesn't work out, then Allah doesn't decree for you, then you have the other person. The parents, like we said, they can just make dua for them. The, the, the people themselves, it's their, what they're doing, it's their affair. So they make istikhara. Everybody else is going to make dua for a successful marriage and Allah make it easy for them. That's a general dua everybody else makes for that. No, but that's what we're saying. The istikhara is the person himself. Everybody else just make dua for them. Other people don't need to be making istikhara for this one and that one making istikhara for that one. You make your istikhara. Everybody else makes dua for you that Allah make it successful for you. Allah make it easy for you. Make this marriage good for you. Everybody else makes dua. But istikhara, you make your own istikhara on that issue. You make your own own istikhara for this uh, affair, whatever it might be. You know that that's what istikhara is? You make istikhara about marrying somebody. Somebody makes istikhara about marrying a person. Next day, you tell one of your friends, I'm thinking about, I'm going to agree to his proposal. He tells you, no, 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 that person, this, that, blah, blah, blah. So th maybe this is part of the istikhara. Now you've been given this information. And Allah's decreeing it away from you. So maybe that's, that's how it is. Next day, you may get all this information from people you didn't know before. So then you decide, okay, in that case, forget this one now. So maybe that's the sign of the istikhara there. Last one. It, it depends. For some people, I mean, normally the ruling, you are allowed to pray in the other mosques. If that type of situation occurs. Normally, obviously, you pray in the masjid of Ahlul Sunnah. If you live very far and you can't come here five times a day, then you got to pray at the local one. As long as their bid'ah is not extreme, you can pray. It's allowed to pray in the mosque. Or if you missed this one, you missed the prayer in the Salafi mosque one day, so then uh, you go back home or whatever, the other close mosque, and their bid'ah isn't extreme, you can pray there. So it's allowed to pray there. If somebody has some other reason not to pray there, then that's it's allowable. Imagine somebody now, he says, look, me personally, this other local mosque in my house, near my house, that's the only other local one. Every time I go there, they always try and grab me. They always try and give me whispers. They always, they never let me just pray in peace and go. They always try and give me doubts every time I go in there. So I've got to keep myself safe. It's okay. That's allowed then. You can pray at home and pray at the Salafi mosque. So it's going to have to be some type of reason. Otherwise, if there's no reason, then yes, you should go and pray in the jama'ah. If you miss the Salafi mosque or it's too far from home, then pray in the jama'ah as long as they are not extreme on their bid'ah, etc. If somebody has a reason, like we said, then it's allowed. He can just pray at home or pray at the mosque, uh, Salafi mosque. Reason might be like that. His local mosque, every time he goes in, they know him, they know his parents. Every time they grab him always, they put doubts to him, they want to argue with him. They never let him pray in peace and go home. Always want to debate and put doubts into him and he gets confused. So he says, I've got to keep myself safe from that. I'm not going to pray in this local mosque. Just the Salafi mosque. If I miss it, I pray at home. Okay, that could be a good reason. Then it's allowed. But there has to be some reason. Otherwise, if there's no reason, 
then you miss the Salafi mosque, then you should just go pray in the Jama'ah in the local mosque if they are not extreme. But always make the effort for the Salafi mosque. That is only a last resort. If you don't make it to the Salafi mosque, then if you have to pray in the Jama'ah of the other mosque, then you do so. We'll have to leave it there. Next week, do your question, inshallah ta'ala. In fact, next week it's off. Because next week is the conference in Liverpool. Liverpool conference next week, all day starting around about midday, 12.30, the whole time. Carrying on all day, there's stalls outside, there'll be telelinks with some scholars as well. Uh, so there'll be lectures all day till, till Isha time or something. So next Saturday will be that. In two weeks time, we'll come back here, inshallah ta'ala.